Welcome. You have entered a space meant for women stepping into their highest purpose. I'm Kelly Cole, mom of two, nurse, healer, and intuitive energetic practitioner. If you're looking for insights into healing at a deep level, guidance on connecting to your inner knowing, and conscious conversations, then you've come to the right place. Open yourself to this safe space of healers who need healing, moms who are ready for deeper connections, and generational healers and cycle breakers who are ready to light the path for others, including our next generation. By infusing intuition and spiritual energy into each episode, we make space for transformational shifts at the physical, energetic, and emotional level, creating synergy and forward motion towards your highest path. This is the Synergy Thrive Podcast. Hey, it's Kelly. I wanted to share a story with you a few years back when I was feeling disconnected and frustrated on my path. I had a few key modalities that started to open the doors to a deeper connection, a connection to myself and my consciousness and to the greater consciousness of source, God, universe, however you want to think about it. The very first was yoga and the second was meditation and the third was breath work and these doorways I was led through by a guide They allowed me to bypass my very active mind and just be, be tapped in, be an open place for my own answering to the paths I needed to take and my own inner knowing. Because these modalities have been so impactful for me, I have created a free download combining both modalities of breathwork and meditation just for you. The Life Energy Breathwork and Meditation easily guides you through the same doors with my own twist, bringing in stress release and the empowerment of stepping into your own energy. If you're ready to release that stress or simply connect into your own inner knowing, you're ready to answer some questions or gain some insight, then go grab your free download now at signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. Again, that is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash breathe. Welcome back, my gorgeous thriving souls. We are here today with Nikki Novo. Nikki is a mama too, an intuitive mentor, and she's actually one of my mentors. We're so happy to have her here talking about soul-led living because that goes right in with we like everything we like to talk about here. And um, we're so happy to have you. Welcome, Vicki. Uh, Kelly, thanks so much for having me. And thank you, everybody who is listening to just kind of, I feel like we're just like sitting around on a couch and hanging out together. So I'm really grateful to be here. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, so first, I want to tell you that, um, so I worked with Nikki in her, one of her programs and since i worked with nikki it's like all of the intuition that i thought i had before has really opened up and one of the things that was really um coming to me was really wanting to have this reflection back on the task that it took to kind of get into the space where I am, that it took to get me from being a nurse practitioner in the hospital and a nurse and then wanting to like expand and like do something completely different. And 
when I, Nikki just put out a book, it's called Soul Led Living. And when I read this book, it literally illuminated this whole thing for me in such an amazing way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been literally wanting to just kind of dive back in and kind of be very retrospective. And it gave me this opportunity to really pick apart these pieces in a very beautiful way. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk about this. So fun. Yeah, I think that's um so writing the book was like this funny process because I was definitely like being asked to tell these like old stories. Cause some of these stories, um, you know, there's a story about uh there's more recent stories like kind of almost losing my marriage, and then there's more uh stories that are from the past, like um I was engaged very young at 21 at 20 years old, basically. So there's there's like old and new stories. And I was kind of confused as to why uh, the divine was asking this of me. I'm like, who cares? Like, this is like so dumb. Like, why would it's like almost like I was afraid that it might sound like I was like, you know, writing my diary or whatever. Um, but I'm a really big like obeyer in like where the divine takes me um, for better or for worse. And I'm usually like scared, even though um, I follow. But I think that, you know, the book is a lot about bravery. And that's just kind of one of the things that I try to do is like when you're called to something, even though you don't know where it's taking you or where you're going, you follow anyways. Um, so I did follow that calling of like, just to write these stories. I mean, obviously there's a lot of how-to and tips and stuff like that. Being a, a a teacher and having read so many people in my time. Um, but I love that like people are just kind of, I guess, seeing themselves in my stories and doing what I did, like almost like going backwards a little bit and making sense of like you were saying, Kelly, like of where they are. So just thank you for that reflection. And I think also maybe the message for all of us who are listening is like, I don't know, don't question why you're being called somewhere, especially when it feels like selfish, uh, because you don't know like how much your own journey or story like supports other people and like perhaps you're just being like used in a sense like maybe the divine is trying to use you um in in a way so I think sometimes like we doubt the things that might seem for me I felt sometimes I was like is this self-indulgent to be like to ask I feel like if the divine is called like none of our business so, um, so yeah, thank you for that. Yes. Um, I mean, I think essentially, like, I, one of the biggest points that came to me, it's like, if there's anybody out there who just feels like they maybe aren't even asking yet, like, what am I supposed to be doing or whatever, but they're just feeling like, gosh, I think I'm meant for something bigger than what I'm doing right now. It's like that 
discomfort with your current situation. And um, sometimes you do feel a little guilty about it because you're like, what I have is good. Like people, what I who, why would I question that? Like, what am I doing? But there is just something inside you that is saying you're supposed to be doing something different, bigger, or you're supposed to have a bigger impact. And I know for me that that was a really, first of all, the hard pull to swallow because I was like, okay, okay, God, like, I'm like, I'm literally standing in the middle of a a pediatric hospital ever. Like, what else? What kind of other bigger impact, like, could I have? I'm just, that was hard for me to, like, make amends in my mind with. But that is, like, like the beginning question that started it for me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And definitely like I open the book, I think in the second chapter where I get this, um, you know, I have this moment where like, I'm about to get married and go down this path. And I have this, uh, you know, not to spoil anything, but I have this like message that comes through and uh, tells me exactly that, that like you're meant for bigger things. And I felt very like ashamed of that, you know, like, and I think, um, and I think, that feeling of being made for bigger things is constantly coming into our lives, right? So like I could have that same feeling right now and it's like, oh gosh, but Nikki, you have a family, you have three kids, you have a great, you know, husband and you have, you know, this business and all that stuff, but like how dare I want more? Um, and I don't think when we think about like wanting more or feeling made for bigger things is it's it it doesn't mean that we're like not grateful for where we come come from I think it just me it's more of this feeling of knowing that there is expansion um and and what's interesting is that like we're constantly like you know uh con contrasting and and like kind of going in and then going out so you might just be like at the moment of like, you're ready for this expansion. Like you've done all you can at this like one level that you've been living at. And then now you're meant to go, to go bigger. Um, and there's a whole process for that. I think one of the biggest processes is like, even just our thoughts, like the way that we think, um, for example, when I was writing the book, you know, I had this thought of, uh, you know, telling my own stories is self-indulgent. Like that is, let's say, like some thought that I had going on. And that actually gave me um, a restriction as to how big I was going to live. So a lot of times like we outgrow those thoughts, like that thought was basically you know these thoughts are almost like these like um projections like they project a reality out and like i'm only going to get as big as like some of those thoughts like my reality is only going to be as wide and expansive as my thoughts so i i think the like usually it's hard to kind of 
have these new thoughts, but questions like, what am, you know, what's my purpose? What am I, maybe I'm made for something bigger. Like those questions are curiosity, which then lead us to the truth. So we shouldn't be like afraid of the questions that we have because like we're almost like, you know, saying those questions out loud so that we can actually find the truth. And what we're currently living, there's probably a lot of like untruth in that, you know, like, oh, don't share your stories because that's like self-indulgent. Like that is not true. Um, but it was actually like making my life small. So I love that process of like asking those questions, like you said, and that is actually what expands our life to the next, um, to like to grow in the way that we're like meant to grow. We're not meant to like stop growing. So I don't even think we have to look back at our past and be like, oh, that was all a mistake. I should have never become a nurse like, no, that was part of the path. But now when we get to those places that we're asking those questions and we don't really like listen or get curious about it, that's when we can get stuck on what, what we call, what I like to call default paths, where you're like stuck on this path that you're, you, you know, that you think like, okay, well, my mom told me to do this or like society is telling me to do this. And this is like the default um, that's when we can get into trouble. So when we're feeling that expansion, those questions are coming, it's important for us to get curious and start to listen. Yeah. And it's not ingrained in us to do those things. Like it literally outside the normal, we're not taught usually um, to get deep inside question that stuff we're not taught to um connect indoor inner knowing so there's so much of that that um I love the discussion on like in the whole um you know you touch on it through different parts throughout the book and um the other part for me in that same strain is also not only doing that for yourself and making sure that you're trying to identify if there's like a limiting belief or your like seeing programming that you're used to, like you're, oh gosh, like I'm just supposed to be doing this, I'm supposed to be doing this, but like also to break out of it for yourself and then also remind your children, like, is this true for you? Like, is this you know, is that something that somebody else told you or is that something that you believe and kind of like passing it on too, because we want to do it for ourselves. But um, a big thing that we talk about on this podcast too, is like passing it down to the next generation and letting them be an observer of how you're doing it and also like hopefully giving them some other springboards so maybe they have the a different you know way to kind of like go about that kind of busting through those things when they are going through and getting older and coming up against their own stuff as they grow 
Yeah. I mean, gosh, like we know that, right? Like as adults, like you, you end up in these patterns. You're like, oh my gosh, nobody told me this, but I, I observed it to the point that like, it's now in me, right? Like my mom acted a certain way and now I act the same way. So we know this, that like our kids are observing us and that they're almost learning more from there than, than actually what we tell them and what we teach them. But one of the concepts about soul-led living that I love, especially there's a whole chapter on uh, motherhood from a point of view as like leadership, because I feel that um, I I learned to be a leader when I became, well, not, not right away, but like my journey to becoming a leader really stemmed from being a mother um, and finding my place in like my family. And, and, um, and, you know, of course, in the work that I do, I'm a leader in certain spaces, but where I really learned to be a leader was like through motherhood. And I think one of the things that's hard for leaders is and or as a mother really is like you're being called to do something and you know it's going to affect your children and your family. So perhaps it's like I'm being called to go back to work and full, work full time. I'm being called in my case was to move. So I felt like it was time for us to leave Miami, which is where we where my kids were born and raised and where I was raised. Um, and where my husband was born and raised and we were being called to, you know, leave the city and move to the country and with, you know, no family and kind of like no ideas of how to live that way. And, um, I felt, I, I didn't really feel this, but I, it could be easy to feel obviously scared and selfish, right? I was concerned with our oldest daughter, who at the time was, uh, when we were thinking about this move, she was a freshman in high school. And it's like, who wants to move their kids when they are in high school or middle school? Like, those are such hard times to move the kids, right? Because they're so connected to their community and their family. Um, so I think, but then you're being called, right? Like I was heavily my husband, we were heavily being called to move. Um, but then we were also struggling with like, but we are the parents of these three souls and we're trying to not traumatize them as much as we can. Um, and like, is this move again, a selfish move? And are we by default gonna like traumatize our children by making this decision? So um, I talk a lot about that a bit in the book because I think we tend, we don't understand often that like our children are all, all souls, first of all, right? So they're all like, and many of them are older than us. Like you, I'm sure some of you are like, my God, this is like such an old wise soul. Like this is so crazy. Um, when you, you know, maybe your youngest is five and like just saying things that, you're just like, what is happening? And um, and we are a soul as well. And those souls decided to come through us. Like that was a decision. Like they were excited to be like your child because they knew that you were going to support them in their purpose, whatever their purpose is. And we forget 
that our kids have individual purposes, that they have to go through individual stories and they have to be resilient and all that kind of stuff. So I was actually moved very young. Um, my parents are Cuban and we were moved from New Jersey. I was seven and we moved to Miami when I was seven years old. Um, and I have two siblings and everybody experienced it differently. And it, but it all impacted our greater purpose and our greater like way of looking at life. So my parents needed, my mom was the one that she was like, I need palm trees. I need warm weather. I need the Caribbean. Like I can no longer, like, you know, she was Cuban and it was so hard for her to be in the Northeast. Um, so she was making that choice for herself. She convinced the rest of her family, her parents, everybody to move. And, um, you know, like the kids just, my older brother, of course, didn't want to go because he was older and didn't want to move and all those things. But it has uh, really like helped him pave the path that he lives today. Like he knew exactly where he wanted to live as he got older. Um, like he he was very clear. He That gave him so much clarity as to like what he was going to do. So when we're faced with those decisions, we're always like thinking about like, how can I make the best decision for everyone? And that may not always be possible. Um, sometimes like you really have to, to realize that like what is best for you is typically what is best for the family. So um, like when you are like this, you know, parents that feel like they need to get divorced and they're scared because this is going to affect my children, but is it better to be unhappy and all that, you know, in front of your children or is it better to just like make that clean slate? So uh, solid living is about really like listening to your your own soul, like very, not in a selfish way, but also knowing that if I was placed to be like the parent, the mother, the leader of these children, that I can trust where I'm being called to. Like the divine wouldn't place something in my heart that was going to like deeply damage, uh, you know, one of my children or the people that are with me. So um, really kind of being able to I don't know, like sometimes like we hide behind our children, you know, we're like, oh, I'm not going to go back to work because I'm really going to like affect my child. And it's like, that's too much pressure to put on the child anyways. Like, do you like do what you are being called to, of course, you know, take a look at the kids, how, how, you know, when we move the kids, how can we support them? Like, what can we do to make this easy? Like. Uh, what conversations do we need to have? Of course, all of that was happening. But at the end of the day, like we did not make that move with any guilt because we trusted that this was a desire within my heart. And when when the divine puts that in my heart, the divine also knows that I have a family. So there, I I, I can go and trust that. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And I think that um, just it comes back to trusting 
trusting your inner knowing and and connecting to it and fostering the connections that you hear it like when you're being told when you feel the pool like sometimes it's like you get little wisps of it and then it might dissipate for a little bit and then it kind of like comes back stronger and you feel like I'm getting signs about it but honing into that inner knowing and feeling like you know that you're connected to it it just makes it more of a confirmation when you're feeling like you're getting big messages and then you're like okay I I, this is something I need to do like and it does impact everything it affects everybody around you like um actually one of the things that I had literally just done is I was supposed to be this past summer this like literally a couple weeks ago I was like okay um, we're going to go on vacation, but like, I didn't, I guess I'm thinking that we would do a different vacation, but I just kept getting called that I needed to go to Maine. And I was like, I feel like we need to do this. And it was exactly what our whole family needed. We needed to be like out and have silence, quiet. And that wasn't what was really on our minds in the planning process, but I just kept feeling like, not right. Like, I feel like we need something different. And I listened to it and I was okay, we're booking this cabin. And that's actually where I ended up reading this book, Nikki. I ended up reading this book completely, like, sitting by a lake in, like, beautiful Mm. mountain setting. And... I needed some time to like absorb some thoughts and just have some silence. And my kids needed it. Everybody needed it. My husband needed it. Like the kids needed it. And I kind of was like not really thinking that was what we were going to do this summer. <laughs> so yeah. thinking about all of that, like it made a lot of difference on the back end of us coming back from vacation, just really feeling replenished and refreshed instead of feeling exhausted, like, you know, a trip to Disney or something, like, like totally crazy, you know? Um, But we needed it. And I feel like I probably wouldn't have done that unless I was listening and just trying to follow what was being presented to me. I love that it's so beautiful and to give the family a, a whole new experience. And, and I think like those messages, like we could totally be open to the idea that like that message could also like if it didn't come through you, maybe it would come through one of your kids. And I think that's a beautiful way to like listen to the children too. Like what if one child is like, you know, what I really think we need is this quiet time. And you're like, oh, but I just booked the Disney trip. Like we can, like the message, we don't have to put all this pressure that pressure that the message like comes completely through us. Perhaps even some of the messages are coming through the kids, but like, again, that we're, we're, we're open to hearing, right? We're like hearing with our hearts rather than 
that like default path that, you know, that ego of like controlling of like, no, but this is what I should do. And this is like, you know, we should be going to the Bahamas or we should be going to whatever. And like the whole idea of living soul led is about living your soul's true path. Um, and we live in a world where, you know, we're constantly being compared and told what to do. And there's so much similarities between other people. So we're like, oh, she did it that way. I should do it that way. But soul living is about like really listening to yourself and and following the path that your soul created for you. So you just were like, well, most maybe it's like, you know, my community Miami is this like really funny community that we we do everything like together. So it's like for the summer, everybody goes to these same beach places. Um, for spring break, everybody goes, even for winter, everybody goes to like these places in North Carolina. Like we all do the same. Uh, then you do like a skiing trip in the middle of the year. We all do the same things, um, which is beautiful. There's like something that's really beautiful about that. But, and for some people that may be like exactly what they're meant to do. So not knocking that by any means, but like, can you have time to really sit in and be like, well, yes, that's definitely like what everybody around me does, but it doesn't feel good for me. Um, like what really does feel good for me and to honor that because there is so much um surprise and like healing that or or you know you know it sounds like you guys I got goosebumps when you were talking about it because it just sounds like you were all like you were just giving back all this energy that had gone missing um and it's like exactly what you guys needed to continue along your soul's journey so I'm really taking some time to listen and maybe maybe some people might want some tips on how to like do a better job of listening to that inner voice I don't know it's Kelly like do you like how does it come up for you like how did you know that like it was the main trip like that main trip was like what you were supposed to do Well, I always, you know, for me, and uh, like we talk about this here sometimes about how things will come through. Um, sometimes I just get this feeling or sometimes I get um, drawn to it or literally it's like if I'm looking at everything, every other option, I'm getting like a wall feeling. Like I'm like, oh, I don't think that that's it or something like that. Now, in this case in particular, I was like feeling drawn to Maine. And then I found this one particular cabin and one of the reviews in the cabin reviews said, we saw the Milky Way at night. And I went, that's it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we have to go. Because we might see a truck, you're right, and get what? We did. Like, I oh. brought the kids out. Yeah, like, I brought the kids out. It was the first night we were there. The sky was completely clear. They had gone to bed, like, an hour ago. And I got them up. 
and I were going outside and they like, I was like, I just want you to see this. And let my daughter, who's eight, just like spinning around in circles going, this is so beautiful. And like that, I could have had that moment like alone and it, the whole trip would have been worth it. But like uh, all the rest of it was really good. But that, like, you know, when I read that review, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. But I also got some chills. So like I, I get sensations i get feelings um and that kind of like what i follow so i follow the chills i follow the good yeah. vibes i follow the little breadcrumbs that like it ends up leaving me and um i don't know how does that come up for you to eat yeah that's so beautiful it's such a good student kelly um, breadcrumbs are super important because I think sometimes when we're thinking about like, what's the right path for me, um, we're kind of like, I, I write about this in the book, like we're waiting for like the voice of Mufasa from the Lion King to like come down and tell us like all the steps and how it's all going to pan out. And we don't want to take a step towards our intuition unless like the whole plan is like laid out. But it is usually, I like to, you call it, you're calling it breadcrumbs. I see it as like um, following the yellow brick road. And I feel like we get one brick at a time. Like the whole yellow brick road is not paved. The, like the bricks are not laid out yet, but you get one brick and then you follow that brick. And it might be just like, get on Airbnb and put in your dates. Like you might not even know that it was Maine yet, but like you're getting this feeling of like, I'm just going to put in my dates. Like, I don't, I don't know where I'm going. I, I, you know, whatever. So definitely I think building that, like getting comfortable with the mystery of where you're being called to, because if, if we are not, you know, being able to be like, okay, I'm okay with it being like unclear or being mysterious. Uh, well, we won't even take the first few steps because you definitely, your intuition does not give you all the steps. So don't wait for that because that's not going to happen. Um, and then uh, for me, I am very, uh, I hear a lot. So like the way that it works for me is like, you might be saying, three sentences about something and within those three sentences like four words of those three sentences almost like the volume almost goes up for, or it turns like bold you know like if everything was written in just regular fonts those three words like become uh in I can't even explain like because it's definitely not necessarily like a sound in my ear but it's the way you say it that I can hear and I know that that's for me so I'm always like in tune to that like I am in tune that the divine is talking to me through whatever through people through like I to me that Airbnb like when you saw that almost like stick out um that's that's how it feels like to me to like almost there's a bunch of people talking in those comments. I can hear all the chatter of people like commenting or whatever, but there's this one comment that sticks out. It's like almost in bold. And I know that that's for me. So that's the way 
Um, I think so we definitely have to have a little bit of knowing that we are in conversation with the divine, that it is there and that like maybe my child might say something that sticks out to me and like that's it. Um, feeling for sure. I, um, so people, just so you guys know, like everybody has different intuitions. So we have feelers, um, hearers, like kind of what I was talking about that, like things stick out to me, seers. So people that are seeing like visuals and images and then knowers. So you definitely, we're always going to be a mix of all of them, but for just statistically, most of us are feelers. So just kind of know that about, you know, we just have to be able to like feel our bodies when we're doing things. And then, um, and then we have a mix of these different gifts. Like some of us just know, uh, those of us that know are usually like afraid of our knowings because we're like feeling judgmental. Like, why am I judging that person? But a lot of times it's just, you're just getting a download. Um, the hearers are usually uh, like, I, ex I explained that well. Also, you might be sensitive to sound in your day-to-day -day life. And that's a sign that you're a hearer. The feeler is a person that can like walk into a room and like feel that somebody was just fighting or, you know, or feel that like, there was a party that just happened here. Like you could feel the energy. Um, feelers are also people that kind of feel like emotionally they're on a little bit of a roller coaster. And it's because like they are absorbing all sorts of like different emotions. So if you are a feeler and you realize you're a feeler, it is life changing because you'll learn not to take on like other people's stuff, which is like in itself very helpful. And then, um, so I said a knower, a feeler, a hear. Oh, knower, feel. Yeah, I think I covered them all, right? Feeler, hearer, knower, and seer. A seer is like um, those of you. For instance, I was like talking to my friend about some. I think the book or something at some point, and she's like, "Oh no, no, yeah, like I see it. I see it for you. Like you just." I see this person, I see, you know, they're just more visual and they think that they're just like encouraging you and supporting you. But the truth is they are tapping in to some like future timelines um, and they just happen to be more of a seer. You can train yourself to be any of these with time, but I always recommend like just trying to find out what yours is naturally and then like leaning into that because everybody's intuition is different. So you want to know like what, um, like how it's, how yours is working. So like Kelly's case, she was saying that she gets goosebumps and she follows breadcrumbs. So she knows that about her own intuition and that's, that's what she knows to follow. So I would say definitely the first step is for us to maybe anything that I said that stood out to you and being able to lean into that a little bit more. So like, oh, when I, you know, when I look for an Airbnb, I'm since I think that I'm a feeler, I'm going to really pay attention to how I'm feeling when I'm looking at these different places. Um, since I know I'm a knower, um, I'm going to really like look at these spaces and see if there's any like thoughts that are just like popping up in my head. 
um, that are neutral because sometimes like, yes, of course, fear gets in the way of our intuition. Um, but as you start to like kind of feel what fear feels like, fear is a lower vibration. So it's going to either be like a little bit faster. I think fear and, and slash ego, like they, it talks a lot. So there's a lot more action where your intuition is like less words. It's, it's neutral. Even when it's telling you something scary, it's not even saying it in a scary way. So you kind of want to like your anxiety like might show up, which is totally normal. Um, but there's, but it's usually anxiety is just a lower vibration of some truth. So it'd be like, okay, well, if I wasn't afraid and um, I didn't think somebody was going to like, you know, that a bear was going to get me in Maine um, in this cabin, what would be true for me? So you kind of, in the beginning, might have to get past some anxiety and some fear and just like play a game of curiosity. Like, okay, if I wasn't afraid of bears, would Maine be, I don't even know if there's bears in Maine, but let's just say, I'm like, who knows? Um, but whatever, like if I wasn't afraid of these certain things, if I wasn't afraid of whatever, losing all my money or whatever, would I, would this be calling my attention? So you might have to give it a little, your intuition a little bit of filter so that you can remove some of that like lower vibration to get to the truth. Yeah. That's a perfect example. And I think that um, talking about it in that way and giving all of the broad range of the ways that it can come in is very helpful for anyone who's listening who's like, oh yeah, like that recognize, I recognize that like that. To me, these are all the little pieces that start to come in. And just like Nikki said, focusing on them, allowing them to expand. It's a very magical experience when you start to get more where you feel like you have a little bit of control over how much is coming. And if you want more information, how to get it. And it's really helping you along your path to give you more guidance, to help you live in that soul-led way, to be able to step into a purpose that you feel like you're supposed to be meant for and that you're not sure what it is or like, how am I going to get there? Like literally leaning in, letting it expand. It just gives you this support that you didn't even know you needed and being able to kind of like trust it. And um, it's just a beautiful practice. It, you can start to kind of like lean into that and expand upon it. Yeah, we definitely in the book talk about purpose. And Kelly, I'm just interested like for you, um, in the recent years, like what has made you um, feel more purposeful? Like kind of what, like what is your understanding about the soul's purpose? And like where, like how do you feel like you're living more of that than you were before? 
Yeah. So I think that um, for me in particular, the entire concept of just being a light has always made a lot of sense to me. So as a nurse and as like a healer, like that part of myself, but the really broad, like high level part, it's really just that you're this light and that you're now, you know, in a really spiritual way, like in the spiritual community, people talking about like raising the vibration of the earth or like, you know, that kind of very spiritual discussion comes in. But when I think about how I used to think about it, I was really just trying to help people. And now I feel like my whole understanding of it has shifted and grown. And I Mm. feel like my purpose at this point is like really just um, helping people be their own light to be able to spread love and to be able to help people ascend into like a new version of themselves, which always will help on the next generation and to continue to help the world to be that yeah. people. Yeah, I love that. Cause yeah, I think like um when we think about purpose, you know, so many of us think that it's like work related. Um, I always say that's like an early millennial um, kind of gift that we were given. Like the millennials were starting to like question that, like, you know, is this work fulfilling? Like we were the first generation to really start asking those questions. Um, but with time, I, I feel like we're broadening what the soul's purpose is. And I think there's just that spiritual component where it's like, I'm meant to be a light. I'm here to help like the vibration. I think I could probably say that about everybody who's listening for sure. Like that is of an aspect of your purpose. And then I would say like, uh, when I, which I explored this in the book and I wasn't expecting to talk about this or write about this, but I was so excited to like have the conversation about your gifts and your talents Um, because I think like the way you express your purpose is very unique to like the gifts and talents that you have. So like you are a talented communicator. So like that is why we see you here on the podcast. Um, But I think a lot of us, uh, grow up not recognizing some of our gifts and our talents. So that is where we get stuck. Like we're almost like, okay, yeah, like I get it. I'm here to help. I'm here to shine. But how? And I really feel that like the how is in our gifts and our talents. Um, Because uh, even when I do, you know, I, I read so many people I've, you know, I've read over I think I'm at like over 800 people at this point uh, doing these soul readings and I'm always looking for people's purposes. And um, usually the soul is like saying like, okay, like this is my general kind of purpose. Um, And there's so many different ways in which I could do this. Um, But 
these are like some of my natural gifts. So like learning to discover those gifts and also learning to lean into them. So there's a chapter, I forget what chapter it is, but there's a chapter in the book where I, um, because I like, one of my favorite parts of like my story was actually like not even discovering that I was intuitive. I almost like did not see that as much of of a gift as like when I decide when I discovered I was a writer, I was like, oh my gosh, like this thing, both writing and being intuitive were like hidden in my childhood. Like I was, I seemed like a, I, I appeared as a very ungifted child, <laughs> you know, my brothers, um, my, my brothers were academically stronger than I uh, than I was um my oldest was like a talented water sports like surfer and I was like a mediocre dancer like yeah I, I was a mediocre student like there was nothing like superb about me really until I like got into like honors English I was like oh maybe there's something there you know but there was and I I actually dated a, a guy in high school who was like a star athlete. He ended up being like, um, he was actually the guy I was engaged to. And he, um, you know, was a major league baseball player, all this kind of stuff. So like the contrast of me and him, I was like, well, this guy like has obvious like gifts and talents. I have none. So I do not know. And then it wasn't until I got a little older that I was given uh, I was like, you know, reparenting myself basically and given the opportunity to discover my gifts way outside of childhood. So um, I think that that is very important because your gifts are actually a clue to um, what you're meant to do this lifetime. Um, I just think that a lot of our gifts go overlooked um uh, i i have this one client who, who i love and she's a talented artist but nobody ever noticed when she was a kid so now it's like she's 30 something and dealing with tons of you know imposter syndrome and not thinking that her work is good enough or whatever and it's like yeah because imagine your whole childhood nobody saw that in you so now you are the person that needs to tell yourself over and over and over that you're good enough um, for that. And I think that that's what holds us back a lot. So for those of you who have to like rediscover your gifts on, uh, on your own, love into them. I see you. Um, but also know that if you're feeling a little like lost or confused with like, well, what do I, I it's kind of like, what do I do with this? instrument you know like this body of mine like what what's the purpose I always like I love that example from the little mermaid where she calls the fork a dingle hopper yes. and it's kind of like you know the fork as a as a brush sucks like you know it's not a good use of that instrument but then when you realize that the fork is like actually made for food and like to it's actually really effective in getting food in your mouth. So I think most of us are dingle hoppers when we really need to discover that we're actually forks. So like I was a dingle hopper when I was dramatic and like didn't know what to do with all these emotions. 
And then when I realized I was a fork, which is a writer or an intuitive, I was like, oh, this is like all my drama is supposed to go into the writing, all my visuals and these like weird things that are happening in my mind are supposed to go in teaching and intuition and and supporting. So all of a sudden I was like, I am a fork. I am not a dingle hopper. So like, I think most of us, um, you know, like, I think we are, <laughs> many of us live our lives being dingle hoppers and we really need to, uh, like, there's so, when you realize, when you actually bring those talents out of you um, and breathe life into them is when you actually really realize what you're made for. That maybe you're not made for brushing hair, but actually, you know, eating food. I think I was definitely a dingle hopper when I was like just following what I saw it, like my friends were doing or whatever. I was like, oh, I think I want to be this. But like, I don't know. And maybe I'm interested in economics. Maybe I'm interested in that. And like, then finally, I kind of got more into like healthcare, and I was, oh, oh no, I think I like this. But like, yeah, being a, it's easy to be a dingle hopper, <laughs> and it's hard to figure out when you're a work. But that's what this book is like very good at kind of leading you through. I love the fact that, um, in the chapters too, it's not like you don't have to read it from front to back. You don't have to like let it flow like that. It's just um, these sections that you could really like consume in that section, kind of absorb that lesson, and that you even have included some um, extras to be able to really drive home that inner work for people to get what they need out of that section, which was just really like the icing on the cake, I think, for understanding from your story, understanding from your perspective and teaching that you're doing, but also to then apply it was like so, so good, so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, because um, that's how I, I feel like if you're ever having a reading with me or, or coaching or teaching, like I'm a mix of both those things, you know, it's like both the feminine and the masculine. So a little bit of like, okay, let's talk about the stories, like let's, but also let's talk about the tips, you know, like how can we do this in our everyday life? So I definitely wanted to include that in the book. Cause I could hear my, like, yeah, I've been doing what I've been doing for so long for over 10 years now. I have, I have, um, the way that I've built my business is like really like, I'm like a door to door salesman. Like I know all of my clients because I've read them and I've had them in class. Like my work has always been very intimate, um, which is I definitely have a hard time with going bigger because I like to know all of my people. Um, so when I was writing the book, I could hear them being like, but tell me how and give me the tips. So I did a lot of that and also added um, some free meditations 
um, because people love to hear my meditation. So I did a few of those, which are like free. You just download them on my website, um, free with the, with the book. So that's been fun to do for sure. And I'm sure there's like a workbook at some point with this book, but I'm still trying to get to the audiobook. I'm literally, I'm recording the audiobook right now. So I'm like one thing at a time. It is, it is hard to, um, the Kindle version actually just was put up today because all I had was the paperback. Um, today the Kindle went up and then, um, hopefully by the end of the month, the audio will be up as well. That's so exciting. Well, if there's anyone that's listening, um, what question might be circling in their head that they would probably be a really good fit to read a book like Soul Lit Living? What might they be asking themselves right now and listening to this episode that this book might have some good answers for them? Yeah, I, I kind of feeling uh, when I close my eyes and think about all of you who are listening, I'm I'm really seeing um, the energy like being in your throat and in your stomach, which uh, the throat is all about like authentic expression, uh, my truth. And then your stomach is your solar plexus, which is considered is really about like self-esteem, self-worth, self-identity. And it really, like, I'm really getting this feeling that, like, everybody here that is, is you started off the conversation totally correct. So, like, um, it, it's about, like, um, people are feeling about knowing that, like, they're made for something more, um, but they're trying to figure out how to be authentic um, so that is like why your throat, like everybody's throats feel like they're really lighting up to me. And then the solar plexus almost feeling like, well, who am I to do this thing? Like, for instance, like if I want to be a healer, but there's so many different, there's so many healers out there. Like, why would I throw my hat in the ring? Like um, this thing that I want to do, there's so many other people doing it. That's kind of the feeling I'm get getting from a lot of you. But the, the truth is like what makes you you is exactly that, the authentic expression, like who, like what is true to you. Um, and there's more than enough space for all sorts of different voices. And um, you're just like almost still in this place of not feeling um, brave enough, worthy enough to have what you really want. So there's a little bit of like a dream, a desire, a want, uh, like, wouldn't this be cool to do this thing? Wouldn't it be cool to live that way? Um, but definitely there's just not enough. Um, you haven't seen like enough examples of how to be authentic. So I think the book will support that because it is just like the store. It's some stories of myself, my clients um, expressing like the deepest, like scariest things. I opened the book about, I opened the book with sending my husband to rehab. So it's like very honest, um, but still, even though some of those hard things have happened, we're still worthy 
of everything we dream about. So um, for anybody who is kind of like, has a little bit of that, like, I, I feel like I have a little bit of a dream, a little bit of like what I would like to do, a little bit of what I would wish to do. This book will like really make you feel like you can do it and also show you like how, um, how to do that. So um, I hope that, yeah, that, that supports you guys. And um, yeah, better like conversations, like almost like better talk about yourself. Like you're, you're so much more amazing than like you say, or that you take up credit for. So I'd love for everybody who's listening to just kind of give credit where credit is due. Um, and it just seems like you're not giving yourself as much credit. I, 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 I feel a lot of people here that are extremely talented and, um, and good at what they do have been doing what they're doing for a long time. And that you're, uh, you're not as lost as you think you are. You're more just like not giving yourself, um, the credit and the and the the stage and the applause and the encouragement that you really deserve so perfect well i think for anyone who who is feeling that way let us know um where could so I knew you just said Kindle, so it's out on Kindle. And then where else can we find uh Soul Led Living? Yeah, so Soul Led Living is on Amazon. You can definitely get it there. Um working on an audio, so that'll come out soon. And if you just want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram a lot. So just Nikki Novo and uh, if you ever want a reading with me, I have a wait list on my website, NikkiNovo.com. And um, yeah, I'm, I would just love to connect. Even if you're reading the book and you have a question, just feel free to DM me on Instagram and anything like that. Well, thank you, Nikki. This was such a fun book. I literally <clears throat> can't wait to reread it. I like to reread things. So I'm already like, that's going to be next. Um, so yeah. really enjoyable. It's such a applicable book. And I really felt like it shifted things for me personally. So thank you for putting all of that wisdom out there in such a like funny and lighthearted and like easy to read way. It was awesome. And um, for anybody who's thinking about it, you should definitely go get it because it's going to be a really good springboard for you to answer all those questions that we were just talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and for everyone listening, just like always, I hope that you find beauty in something small today. And we will see you soon on the next episode. Hey, it's Telly. I wanted to invite you to something that we do monthly here at Synergy Thrive. I, for a while, have been getting the intuitive nudge to hold healing circles. And the more clients that I worked with, the more I have come to understand how healing what flows through my gift can be for others. So if you have been doing, quote, the work, 
and basically trying to release generational patterns, programs within yourself and your behaviors or trapped emotions. This free experience is just a taste of the kind of work that we do in these areas. In small groups, we work together to tap into ourselves more deeply and clear out stuck emotions and trapped experiences. In this clearing, we allow more space for our own intuition and our inner knowing to be heard and felt. If you know that that's you and you're ready to keep walking on your healing path, then I invite you to try it. It has been described as very shifting and freeing and as an impactful experience. So if you would like to join us at our next one, just go to signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. Again, that link is signup.synergythrive.org forward slash heal. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us on the Synergy Thrive Podcast. I hope this episode helped you take one more step towards your synergy and brought you one level higher to fulfilling your highest purpose. Please rate and review this podcast. Each review helps other ambitious moms just like you. Don't forget to take a screenshot of your review and tag me on Instagram at Synergy Thrive. I will see you in the next episode.